Welcome to the Way Life Should Be podcast. Inspiring stories of people who are making the world a better place, the qualities that guide them, and lessons they've learned along the way. I'm your host, Lauren Lombard. Well, I am super excited to talk to my friend Annette from Azure Farm and hear about the projects that she's been working on and some of the things that led to her starting the farm and just a little more about what life is like day to day and lessons that she's learned in that process. So thank you so much for being here, Annette, and glad to to have you here and to get to chat a little bit about the farm and your family and and all the things that you have going on right now. Thank you, Lauren. I love it. Um, I love to be able to chat and hopefully inspire other people to do some of the things we're doing. And, you know, it's just, it's nice to be able to have a conversation and talk about uh, life. So thank you to you. <laughs> yeah. So you have been on the farm. You started, you bought a piece of property, built a house, and have been on the farm for over three years now. Is that right? Yeah. Yes. It'll be, it's like three and a half years. So crazy. Yeah. And it's been really neat to kind of see everything evolve from afar and to get to visit the farm and the animals and everything a couple years ago. Um, But before you even started the farm, you were doing very different things. Um, You studied nursing in college and were doing that and are still doing that. Um, And somewhere along the way, you also started a a wedding dress company. Yeah. Um, tell me a little bit more about what inspired that and um, kind of some of the things that you did with Chaviano Couture. Yeah. So, um, I yeah, like you said, I went to college for nursing. I graduated, um, oh, it's been a while now, two, <laughs> 2005, I think, and um, started working as a nurse. Um, I was engaged at the time and um, I think I always liked design and just drawing dresses. My dad seems to be pretty artistic and I, I got some of that from him. And when I went to make, um, you know, look for a wedding dress, I just couldn't really find one that I felt was something I loved. And I thought, well, why can't I maybe just design my own? Mm -hmm. And so that kind of started that idea. Um, my husband's family is very entrepreneurial and, have always done businesses and different things. So I think from there, it was kind of the inspiration of why can't I do my own business? Um, so Shaviano is my maiden name and I thought it'd be fun to just go with that. And I started small back in, Oh, oh, let's see. Oh, eight. I, and just started designing dresses, mostly custom dresses um, for brides. And then I did also some collections that were in stores and things like that. But yeah, it was just, I don't know, something really different and fun and, um, just very cool to be able to, to do. Um, and I did nursing all along that time as well, because I actually love nursing and it's just a different side of my brain to use. So I always still continue to do that. Even when I did the dresses, you have a real eye for design and I know you really haven't 
thanks. Um, shared much about how successful your business was, but it was um, featured in New York Fashion Week. You were able to attend New York Fashion Week and also featured yeah. in various magazines. Um, and really, you know, quite amazing in a short period of time, able to really grow that business. So what drew you to move towards other things to start a farm? And how has your experience with design impacted what you've done with the farm and the community that you've built with that? Have there been overlaps between the various things that you've done? Or do you see them all as distinct and independent pursuits that use different interests and different talents? Or do you see one thing building on another? You know, it's funny. There's probably a big broad answer to all of it. But I I do feel like we were all created to be creative and do different things. And sometimes we think that Maybe we can only do one thing forever, but I I feel it's good to evolve and constantly um, challenge our our mind and and do different things. So with the wedding dresses, you know, it was very exciting and and I loved doing it. But once it became something that I didn't feel I was truly passionate about, I I knew that maybe it was time for change. Um, And at that point, my husband and I had really been feeling that we were called to to do something different and change things by moving from where we were. We were living more in the city and we felt maybe we should move out into the country and kind of be a little ways out and, and learn things from gardening and growing food and having animals and all these things. And that was a totally different lifestyle than what we were doing. And it was absolutely challenging and, and different. And it was hard to think, well, I'm not going to do my wedding dresses anymore because that was such a big part of my life for almost 10 years. But like you were saying, you know, it's like, you know, do things intertwine? And, and I think they do. You know, now I feel like I'm creative in a different way. Um, I, I've always loved photography, and that is something I did a lot with the wedding dresses, and I still do now. It's just instead of uh, dresses, it's animals. <laughs> um just, you know, beautiful imagery, different things. And, you know, I think, I think it, the, the main thing I, I feel like I would love for others to take away is that it's okay to do different things in life. It's okay to acknowledge that you've changed or you've grown up or grown out of, you know, love for something. And I don't think that's a bad thing. Um, I just think we can all be so creative in what we do. And oh, that was my phone. I think we can all be so creative in, in what we do that it's fun to to change and explore different things. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. I think that that's really beautiful, but it's also very courageous because I think so many people, they work towards something that takes a long time to develop the skills or they have interests outside of what that is, but it's outside of their comfort zone or, you know, beyond the circles that they're in and they don't necessarily pursue it even if they have interest in those areas. And I think that there's so much that can be gained by these diverse interests overlapping in new ways that haven't been done before. For sure. And so I, I love to see the 
diversity of all these different things that you're doing and, and other people are doing that are new and innovative in the way that they are presented because of everyone's unique experience and the things that they bring to it. And so, yeah, I very much agree. I think that's, that's really beautiful. So you've been on the farm for about three and a half years now, and you started out with a decision to move to the country and to grow your own food and things like that. Did you always have in mind to have animals on the farm or has that grown as you've had the space for them or how did that all come together? Yeah, I think, I know, somebody asked me the other day, they were like, did you always want animals? I mean, I've always loved animals, but I never thought of myself as, oh, I'd love to have tons of different animals and all these things. I think it was just moving out here and, you know, you have land and I don't know, when you're out here, there's not a lot to do unless you're going somewhere else. And the, the whole purpose for coming out here was to kind of, be in the country and experience that and enjoy the benefits of outdoors and fresh air and all these different things. So having animals just became a natural part of that progression, I feel, and just has made the experience all that more enjoyable and, and fun. It's like, you know, our own little zoo. (laughs) <laughs> of animals um I mean not not to say you know and to be t- transparent about it not to say it's not brought many challenges and and also you know heartaches and different things but at the same time it's been such a blessing to to have animals and to learn a lot of things for the things from them and just to see how they interact with each other and it's, it's very um character building to have to have animals around you all the time Mm-hmm. Well, I love seeing your updates of all the animals and what they're up to on the farm. Oh. What animals do you have? So now uh, we've got alpacas and, and donkeys. Um, maybe in the next month we'll have some goats. Uh, and then we've got a lot of little feathered friends. There's chickens and ducks and turkeys. And then, of course, we have like a lot of cats. I can't seem to say no to cats. So those keep multiplying. <laughs> yeah. Um, so what are things that you have learned from being on the farm or learned from the animals? Um, you mentioned that it's been character building and that there are um, there have been difficulties, but also a lot of joys in that process. And what are things that you, you feel like you've gained? I think one of the, the main things is that they are so loyal um, to each other. Um, and you know, sometimes as humans, we might not be that to each other. Um, and to see animals that maybe can't experience the same emotions that we can, but you can see them protecting each other, um, nurturing each other, being a parent, um, to their like offspring and all those things. It's really beautiful to, to learn from. Um, one of the like biggest stories that, you know, always made an impression on me is we had these turkeys and they had a little baby turkey and, um, I went out there one day and I couldn't find the baby turkey and I was so upset cause I thought, oh no, you know, something happened to it cause he was pretty little. And I 
all of a sudden looked and he was hiding under um, the dad's wings. And I thought, you know, there's biblical analogies that talk about, you know, being under, um, you know, God's care under his wings. Or, you know, you take someone under your wings like a like a hen will take her little chicks Mm -hmm. Um, to see that, you know, firsthand and think, you know, it's amazing. An animal has such instincts and such care. You know, sometimes we don't do that. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, So that was just really great to see. And um, I don't know. They're just so stoic. Um, they are made to withstand the elements. You know, I worry about them. Well, they're fine when it's cold, you know, they're, mm-hmm. they're, um, you know, we're, we're much, um, weaker in a way co- compared to, to animals sometimes. And I think it's because we were made to be able to depend on each other, um, mm-hmm. and depend, depend on God, because if you don't, then, you know, what can you do? But the animals, you know, they have to de- depend on each other. And I don't know. It's just, it's just cool to see just the interactions between them. And, you know, they get feisty and they fight and all those things happen too. So, <laughs> but it's just cool to see their, just their daily shenanigans, I guess. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm sure that really adds life to your farm and, to your day, you know, to see yeah. see the animals yeah. interacting with each other and yeah, the so lessons we, you can learn from them too. Yeah, I think um, I don't know. We can just always find so much um, joy in in seeing just I don't know. I think even as kids, you know, we grow up loving animals. Like you know, if you had a family pet or you had. Um, you know, a pet that you would see when you go to someone's house or, mm-hmm. you know, it's just always enjoyable. So to have them nearby all the time is definitely a, a plus um, and, and very fun. <laughs> mm-hmm. Very fun to have. But yeah. Well, I've loved seeing your farm develop and your homesteading that you've been doing and from home decor to cooking and canning and gardening are all those things that you grew up with or are they things that you developed and a love of and skills in those areas more recently or how did you come to be homesteading at this point and and all the different directions that you're going with a farm yeah i probably would have never said that that is a direction i would have gone in um i mean i wouldn't consider myself to have been like a city girl but i definitely wasn't a farm person um you know growing up um we lived into suburbs and you know never had land never did like outdoorsy things really but I'll never forget once a year we would always at Thanksgiving meet this family that lived in West Virginia and there's this older couple that kind of took my parents in uh when my parents came from Cuba and they we always celebrated Thanksgiving with them and her name um, is Aunt Marty and Uncle Randy and they live in a very small town in West Virginia and they to this day in their 80s still farm and I remember going to her basement and she had hundreds and I'm not exaggerating hundreds of canned items that they had grown themselves and canned um And I just thought, well, this is really cool, you know? Um, 
and as a kid, you know, she'd be like, go get a jar of green beans or go get applesauce or go get corn, okra. I mean, just so many things that they would can and preserve. And so when we moved out here, I think it was always a this um, kind of thought in the back of my head, like, you know, I want to do that too. I think it's it's really awesome to see that, you know, that you can plant something and that it can grow and produce food which you then can eat and preserve and it's such a like really cool cycle to just be able to witness and be a part of and I I think it's healthier um, to, to be able to do that and so by no means am I export expert and I do not have hundreds of jars of canned goods like they do but um, I think it was just part of moving out here and trying to learn some of the the lifestyle and, and inspire other people you know I think the whole thought of ours has been it's not that bad to live in the country. Like, let's show that to people, you know, let's inspire other people to, to, to do something different. And, you know, homesteading's kind of like a state of mind, really. You can homestead a little bit wherever you are, even if you're in a city, you know? Um, so yeah, I think it was just, it's something we're learning. We're definitely not, not there, but we're learning. (laughs) Yeah. I love how those early seeds that are planted can, have an impact on on our lives for years to come. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I just love to see all that you guys are growing and the care that you put into the soil and the intentionality that you and Jared have to share the things that you're learning as you're learning them with other people because I think that's something that's so overwhelming when you're yeah. looking at moving towards a plant-based diet or making making your own decorations or your own um, meals or different things that when you're not used to doing that, and we live in a society that's so focused on convenience and not as focused on the wholesome aspects of country life and of creating things with our hands. And um, like you're saying, like you don't have to live in the country to experience a lot of these things, to make your own meals or even grow things. I think it's just really wonderful to see how you're making that more accessible to people through your emails and your social media presence, showing some of the small ways that you can make the homestead lifestyle and the farm life, bring it home wherever you live. And those small ways that you're inspiring people will then continue to to bear fruit in the future like you were saying that you were inspired as a child you know there are many ways that I can see that continuing through the things that you're working on now and I think that's really amazing thank you and I hope so like I think our thought was if we're out here and we're doing this why not um why not share with others and hopefully inspire them and and it it can be overwhelming if you don't know Yeah, I mean, it can definitely be overwhelming because it's a lot. But I think, yes, hopefully we are making it a little easier by showing you how to do certain things and, you know, all all of that. Yeah. I know that one of the things that is most overwhelming to me and to, you know, other people who are looking to do more of the creating and more of cook your own meals and and create your own things, um, it really takes a lot of time. Yeah. And I'm wondering like how has this impacted how you spend your time where you focus your energy how has this impacted your relationships and is has there been 
a gradual shift or has it been something that has taken some adjustments to a new way of living on the farm or has it just been a natural progression to kind of where you're at now and how have you seen a shift from the things that you were doing before the things you were spending your time on to how much time a lot of the things that you're doing now take and and how do you juggle all of that yeah the time time has definitely that's definitely been a, the one of the harder aspects because you know the grocery store is not 5 minutes away mhm we don't have just restaurants we can go to you know we used to go out to eat a lot and you know I didn't plan things that much you know for my day I would just go do it because it was all right there so so I think what this has made us do is be much more intentional with our time which which is good because then I feel like I'm much more efficient in a shorter amount of time than I would have been before um so Yes, it is. It is harder. And that that has that was a big adjustment to just plan your week and what you're doing. And I don't do it perfectly every day. You know, we have all these animals, we have to feed them, we have to do all those things. Um, But I, I try to just give myself blocks of time and tell myself, you know, from this time to this time, I'm going to work on this. And then, you know, from here to here, I'm going to do this. And just try to, you know, give yourself grace as you're <laughs> trying to accomplish everything. But, uh, you know, I, I think it's it's okay. Some days things get done. Some some days things don't. But mm-hmm. I think you got to just keep – I just have to keep a better um, list, to-do list <laughs> now. I don't think before I was very good at that, but now I, I definitely have to keep a to-do list and keep myself organized so that I manage my time properly. And now we have a little baby, so – even more so, I have to really prioritize my, my time. Absolutely. Where do you find your find inspiration for things that you're working on? And um, what are some things that, in, that inspire you in your daily life or online or in the things you read? Yeah, I, I mean, especially now because we are out here, um, I would say most, a lot of my inspiration comes from nature. Um, just because I'm so much more exposed to it. Um, in the summer, we grew a lot, you know, a lot of flowers, a lot of things. So a lot of just that natural beauty kind of inspires you to do things. Um, so I would say just visually, I'm, I'm a visual person. So I, I love imagery. I love photography. I love kind of images of like, older things or buildings or, you know, all these things. So I don't know. I I probably find most of my inspiration outside and then just looking. I mean, I am online a fair amount with all that I do and just, you know, things that strike me as beautiful or unique. I save them. And then I've always been one of those to like the kind of mood board type things. So I'll still make those every once in a while. (laughs) Did you ever Mm -hmm. do that? Yeah. Yeah. I have a couple of times, but I, I keep, meaning to do that more because I think it's really important to keep some of those things forefront in your mind, the things that you're wanting to work towards and it's constantly yeah. shifting. So like re thinking through all of the things that are most important right now and the things you're wanting to work towards, I think can be accomplished through some of those vision boards and um, yeah. kind of great sounds- inspiration. 
Yeah, it sounds kind of weird, but I think it's the thought that nowadays we do so much on our phones and computers that we don't put things into actual um, tangible, you know, in a, in a tangible way. Um, and I would say it's good to still tear a page from a magazine mm-hmm. or the fabric swatch or color swatch together or, you know, so, something that you can visibly see somewhere that that stimulates you and, and inspires you when you see it. Um, I think speaks, you know, will, will speak more to you sometimes than just seeing something on your phone or you know something like that. Uh, yeah, and we don't do that as as much anymore. You know, we don't do that as much anymore. But I think it's it's nice to do that. Yeah, I think the same with the w- written word. Like when you write things down, it has a different oh, impact sure. than if you just keep thinking about it. Or even if it's on a in a digital form, I think there's something about physically writing things down and and pasting things together that um, and visually looking you know just looking at it um, that will create new ideas and reinforce things that you're wanting to accomplish so yeah I think that's definitely true yeah yeah absolutely but you know sometimes I think I will say we feel like we don't have time. We're always so busy. We're always so go, go, go that I think sometimes we have to be very intentional with our time and prioritize some of those things that can make, maybe make us slow down and come up with a plan or come up with a vision and, and, and then we can actually execute better if we've taken the time to do that. Yeah. That's something I think you're really good at. You're just really creative and you build things quickly. And I, was wondering like how is how do you push past some of those initial stages that people get stuck in they have a great idea or there's something that they've been wanting to do for a long time but they think they really don't have any time for it or they don't know where to begin how do you move from one thing to ne- to the next and keep putting out great content and working on new projects and coming up with things like that without getting stuck in those initial stages that often bog us down yeah, that is that is hard. I'm trying to think. Mm, what's a constructive way I can say? And I I actually do that. Um, I mean, I I set timelines. I mean, I know sometimes you know we break those timelines and don't do them. But I I, I personally don't try to set things too far ahead because then I they're not fresh in my mind, and then I'm not as excited about them. So I probably don't plan things more than six weeks ahead which what I mean by that is at least in terms of the steps to accomplish something so we did a kids book um I wrote a kids book last fall and so I I knew in the summer I wanted to do it but I didn't really start the process till uh, like beginning of September and we were done in November and that was like really pushing it. But I, I feel like just sometimes even the shorter deadlines make you push towards it more. To, yeah. Yeah. Just have to, because if you tell yourself like, I'm going to do this like next year or next year, who knows what will happen from now to next year. So I think sometimes I will say nowadays there's so much out there in terms of resources and, and people that can help you do things um I don't know if it makes sense just much more than before like before if you were going to try to do something you know maybe there wasn't a lot of creative people online or 
there wasn't ways to kind of be able to do your own thing. But nowadays people do their own thing a lot. Mm-hmm. So I just say, you know, it's just go for it. I, I think sometimes we want things to be so perfect that, that yeah. we then say, oh, I can't do it. It's not ready. Well, you know what? I think, I think we really are all created unique and different. And so what, what you bring to the table is going to have your own, you know, flair. That's not going to be the same as what the next person's going to do because you're different. So I think sometimes we get intimidated like, oh, somebody's already doing something similar. Well, they're not you. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, sometimes we, you know, it's like don't copy somebody else. Be yourself. Like, will things overlap? Yes. You know, are there other people doing gardens and homesteading? Well, absolutely. But, you know, you can work together. It doesn't mean, you know, it's not a competition. You know, it's like do your own thing. Be yourself. And I think people gravitate to that no matter what it is you're doing. So, you know, just, yeah. That's, that's really beautiful. I think uh, a lot of people kind of get stuck in that where it's like not, you know, so many people are doing it or uh, what do I have to contribute that's different? And what you have to contribute is that you are the one putting the content out there and it's your own experience that informs the content you're putting out there and your voice needs to be heard too whether you're writing a a book or you are creating a new project I think those are all things that the world needs to have your perspective on and we all have a unique set of gifts and I think we all have a lot to contribute and yeah and sometimes we think we don't like oh no I don't have anything or um no you do like I just think sometimes, uh, you know, our society is not great at encouraging people to be creative or to do things out of the box. You know, mm-hmm. I think we're very, we're very safe. Um, and it's like sometimes, you know, I mean, yes, is there growing pains with going out of the box? Yes. Um, are you going to fail? Yes. Um, but man, I mean, we're all in it together. It's not like nobody else has failed trying and, um, yeah, I mean, just just part of just part of life, <laughs> and you just learn from it, and you know, do something else. So you mentioned that you recently had a baby. It's now been was it nine oh, months now? Nine months? <laughs> <that> crazy? <laughs> so crazy. So in the last year, you became a mama. Yeah. How has that impacted your focus? Or I know that there's a lot of changes that come with that, and you have. A sweet baby girl, Ava Rose, and yeah. I love seeing photos of her and and the way that you are raising her with the exposure to all the things that you're doing on the farm. Um, how has motherhood impacted your view of the world or the things that you're most focused on right now? I mean, of course, your focus shifts. You know, now I think of everything through through her eyes in terms of you know what's she gonna think is this helping her learn um is this gonna help her later in life or not so you know your whole your whole world changes and and mostly I would say it's changed most with my time um where now my priority is is her Mm -hmm. with my time and so I, I really have to be mindful of that. And um, it can be a struggle, you know, not trying to not take away from time I feel like should be dedicated to her. 
and at the same time still be able to do some of the things I want to do and be creative. So that's, that's one of the hardest things is to just really know that she's only going to be little once and Mm -hmm. I have to give her the attention that she needs. And, you know, we want to give her an experience where she can learn from being outside and with the animals and hopefully she likes growing plants (laughs) and, doing all the things but I'm hoping that she will learn even just by exposure to the things around us and the way we live our lives and do things and yeah just I don't know it just makes you way more um, aware of what you're doing when there's a little person that's Mm -hmm. watching you (laughs) yeah watching everything you do but um, in a way uh, life is not we haven't changed things just because of her either. Um, I think sometimes people stop everything because they have, you know, maybe have the child and, and then maybe they lose themselves a little bit. Mm-hmm. That's something we talked about a lot before having her. And it was, you know, she'll, she'll plug into our lives and we'll bring her along, you know, to all the things we do. And I, I, we've not really stopped doing any of the things we were doing. We've just included her in them. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's important is to still, you know, have your own passions and your own things that you want to pursue. Because if you're for fulfilled, then you, I can give that much more to her. Absolutely. Um, you know, so yeah. Yeah. That's she, wonderful. She's a bundle of energy. <laughs> <laughs> she's really sweet. Are there specific things that you are wanting to pass down to her or instill in her or surround her with that have come to the forefront more after having her? And as you have been thinking of the world through her eyes, as as you mentioned, what are some of those things? I was thinking the other day, we're talking about it and it's like what what do we want her to be you know I mean we all have our own little personalities and develop our characters and things but I I want her to just be kind Mm -hmm. (laughs) if if anything is just to be kind and just to realize the impact of of how being kind to others really makes a difference Mm -hmm. Uh, because the world is not very kind and um and just to to not just to be kind to people, but to really, you know, be interested in someone and, and their needs and are they okay and not to be selfish. And I think that's hard to teach, you know, like, I mean, I'm selfish in a lot of ways. I think we all have our own things we're selfish about and to teach selflessness is um, not easy. But if, if anything, I just wanted to be kind and, and selfless and to love others. Um and I'll be happy if she, if she can do that. <laughs> yeah. You know, the world definitely needs more kindness. Yes. Like especially the last few months, even it just feels like it's getting more and more intense and, and it, it sure is farther and farther away from who we were meant to be and how we were meant to interact with each other. And yeah. when we are focused on ourselves, then we lose sight of our impact on others and our ability to gain from others. And so I think that's really beautiful that you're wanting to 
really focus on kindness because the world definitely needs yeah. more of that. I know it really does. Uh, it really does for sure. So you've really built a beautiful online community. Did you start out with that intention or has that come out of the things that you were sharing already and how has that grown and evolved as your following has grown and as your farm has grown with each passing year? Yeah. Um, no, I don't think that was the intention to begin with. Um, I originally just started an online thing just because I, I wanted to post, I, I did like photography and I wanted to post pretty pictures, um, of the animals or, you know, I always have my phone with me and I take pretty much all my pictures with my phone and it's just, it's fun for me. It's kind of like a thing to just edit and take pictures. So I think it started like that. Um, and then I realized that people really enjoyed that, but then there was always questions that came along with it. So, you know, how long have you been living in the country or why are you living in the country or what do you do with, with this situation? Um, you know, just questions. And so it was like, well, you know, since we're out here, let's, let's do more to provide, you know, resources for, for those that are following along. And so I don't know, I think it's just been kind of fun to give it give out information and put out content. And I mean, I don't really have a specific strategy in what I'm doing. I, I pretty much just think like, Oh, let me post something pretty here. Here's something useful. I also like humor. I think it's good to have fun with the things as well. And so that's been part of it too. And I don't know, it's just grown and it's been fun. You know, social media can be a double-edged sword. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, I've, I've tried my best to not let it be something that where I fixate on the I guess, social media aspect of it. I've tried for it to just be something that's fun for me and that is inspiring to others. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if it's not that, then I need to reevaluate, you know, what, what I'm doing. But um, it's, it's just been fun to put out content and things and the response is great. I, I love it when people say I've I've wanted to move out in the country. I don't know how. Thank you for inspiring us to, or thank you for sh- for showing us. Um, thank you for showing us how to, you know, do things, even if we don't live in the country right now. And I don't know. You know, it's just been nice to to meet so many people that literally are around the world. It's amazing to be able to have a, a community of people everywhere that you can just communicate with and you know make friendships with. So. So it's a nice opportunity for sure. Yeah, I think that's one of the beauties of social media. Obviously, like you said, there's a lot of negative things often, you know, as people have a barrier and they say all kinds of things that they wouldn't say to your face. Um, But I think there's so much potential in, in social media for connecting people that don't live anywhere near each other or connecting on topics that you didn't even know you had in common or, um, that you don't have in your your immediate circle that you can connect with people who are online and really interested in those things. Um, but what are things that you have gained from the community as well? Are there things that you have, um, besides the um, connections you've made, are there things that you've kind of gained from those 
interactions and communication you've had? I mean, I've definitely gained knowledge that I didn't have, have, and that's something that's cool to see people just offering their help or their advice. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause there's just many things that we wouldn't have known moving out here doing things, you know? Um, so that, that's been nice. Um, and just, yeah, I mean, it's, it's resources. I think that's the main thing we've gained is, is resources, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, which we wouldn't have had otherwise. So that's kind of a cool, a cool thing, you know, that you can reach out to someone you don't know and say, hey, can you help me? <laughs> and yeah, yeah. then they do. So that's, that's great. <laughs> yeah. I love it that you started a hashtag and have been able to connect with people specifically through that. Um, yes. So how did you come up with the idea? So it's Happy Farmily is your hashtag. Yes. Yeah. And you feature different accounts every week that have used that hashtag. And yeah. I think that's just so fun. How did you um, come up with that idea and gotten a lot of people on board with that? Yeah. Well, we were talking one day. I was talking with Jared and, you know, it was Happy Family. And they were like, oh, my word, Happy Farmily. Like, you know, why not? That's a thing, yeah. you know? And, um, and my thought has always been, which I've tried to tell people to promote it in a way that it doesn't need to be that you post something that's farm related per se. It's just the thought of like family, you know, mm-hmm. and just something that brings you joy. I think so many times we post and I do this, but we post a very, um, curated, life mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and what we share and sometimes we don't just show like the f- fun picture of hey we went to you know wh- wherever yesterday <laughs> you know because maybe that's not as pretty to show or whatever so my thought is just post the pictures of things that bring you joy day in day out you know um, and so people post all sorts of random things you know and it's just fun to see and a lot of people I think my favorite thing is that people have told me they've been able to connect with other people through that hashtag and seen other accounts that they like or different things so that's just like a really fun fun thing for me is like hey we are we really are all one big <laughs> happy family in essence mm-hmm. and, and um, let's you know let's try to connect so that's been very fun yeah that's beautiful celebrating the joy and connecting yeah. people that's what yeah, social media sure. should be all about yeah it really should <laughs> yeah it really should i wanted to know if there was something that you wanted to sh- a message that you wanted to share with the world uh, what would it be okay and is there a word that is particularly meaningful to you or that kind of encapsulates your life right now um, okay, a message for the world. That sounds so daunting. <laughs> Just something that's uh, like really important to yeah. you or that you would like to highlight. Yeah, I mean, I think my main encouragement and I think evidence by my life is that you can, you know, don't be afraid to step out of the box and, and do something different and do something that you love. Um, whether that be a different job or just a different hobby or you know, something just, you'll, you'll be surprised yourself by how mm-hmm. strong you are and, and how, how maybe surprised you'll be by the blessings you'll receive by, by doing something like that. Um, and not being afraid to step out. So my, my encouragement would be to just go for it. Um, and then a word, 
Um, a word that I would try to say I'm trying to apply more to my life is probably contentment and mm-hmm. to just be happy in the now and in, you know, where, where I'm at now and to just be content with, with the blessings. And the, I think because our life is so fast paced and because social media puts so many things in your eyes and when we're constantly just being bombarded with advertisements and all these things, it's, it's hard sometimes to be content and happy with what you have and where you are. So I would say I'm, uh, I'm trying to apply that more to my life. So I'm going to say that contentment probably is a, is a good thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think you um, really highlight things that are the, the simple pleasures of life, the beauty of life. And I think that encourages a lot of other people to focus on the contentment in that they have around them as well. Just focus on simplicity and that brings contentment. Yeah. Yeah. I hope, I hope so. I hope so for sure. For sure. Well, I look forward to seeing all that you are doing in the future and creating on your farm and um, little Ava growing. (laughs) Can you tell people where they can find you online? (laughs) Oh, sure. Um, I guess the main thing would just be on Instagram is, um, our name of our farm is Azure Farm. So that's probably the main way you could find me. And then it'll link to my blog there and et cetera. Awesome. <laughs> but yeah. So your website is yeah. azurefarmlife.com. Is yes, right? it is. It is. Yes. Yes. Um, yeah. You can follow along. I try to post uh, uh, adventures. So. <laughs> They, they tend they tend to they tend to be similar every day but I guess the animals can be unpredictable so you never know <laughs> no it, it adds joy to see see them every day letting the chickens out and oh, okay. the yeah. alpacas <laughs> and the alpaca songs <laughs> it's all great yes all the things yeah all the things. <laughs> yeah well Annette thank but, you so much for uh-huh. taking the time to talk about this well thank you for having me and um wanting me to share so I, I appreciate that very much yeah thank you thank you for all that you're doing to get back to the simple pleasures of life and the the things that can really build character through um, manual labor and living in nature and really sharing that with other people that makes it more accessible it's really beautiful and thank you for spending the time to to share that with us today Thank you for having me, and I hope uh, you get to come back soon. Yes, <laughs> I would love that. I will okay. keep you posted. Great. great, great, great. I will talk to you later. Okay. I love it. I love it. Okay, thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, thank you. You've been listening to The Way Life Should Be, music written by Jenny and Tyler, entitled Love Through Me. Follow us online at Life B Podcast for updates. You can subscribe at Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks so much for listening.